That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Welcome to Phantoms Gone Wrong. I'm Charlie. And I'm Carrie. And I'm Christina. Hey, look, we got a guest on. Christina, whoa. Welcome. Whoa. <laughs> Christina, whoa. And, like, I'm supposed to be like, Charlie, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Here I am. I'm really <laughs> glad to be here. Who, who the heck are you? Why are you here, Christina? And please tell me you have something for me to talk about besides Harry Potter, because I'm sick of it. Well, I'm sick of it. You're um, only, like, halfway through. Um, um... <laughs> Yeah, you're you're talking about Harry Potter. You know you're talking about Harry Potter. What else would you like to talk about? <laughs> wow. Fashion? <laughs> hey, Politics? Feel- no, let's not go there. Yeah, no to that one. Thank you, though. Um, No, we can talk about Harry Potter. I'm, I'm always ready to talk about Harry Potter. <laughs> cool. Well, we're going to be talking about freaking Goblet of Fire, because you haven't talked about Goblet <laughs> of Fire enough, apparently, in the past year. Yeah, please check out the entire last season of my podcast, The Restricted Section. <laughs> yes, that's where Christina is from, because this is how she introduces herself. <laughs> Christina is all about the Harry Potter, which is good. Yeah. It's fun. It's chaotic. It's it's what it's raunchy. I don't know how you do your intro of this podcast. I say raunchy, silly, uh, pro trans rights, Harry Potter slander, Harry Potter book club podcast. I love the Harry Potter slander part that we, that's been added lately. It's Thank just you. the best part. We're on a journey. <laughs> Okay. Well, well, let's go on a journey for this episode because it's also going to be fairly chaotic because we're going to do something a little different. Um, instead of just going through the plot the way we usually do, we're gonna we're gonna talk about things that were good and then also the gone wrongs, pros and cons. Okay, it's perfect. Pr- pros and cons, gone wrongs. My it favorite like... scene. Oh, keep going. Oh, I was gonna say. It is like very funny. This is going to be an extremely chaotic episode. I d- I mean, I've been doing nothing other than Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire to the point where I feel like I'm like almost punch drunk in this land. Carrie, you said that you it's been a while since you've read it or watched it. Um, well, I feel watched like- it? No it yes okay okay i feel like half, half of us are half asleep like it, it's gonna be a really great episode we're starting out with a really good energy it's exactly. yeah it's the best energy we got right now we're we're doing great we're doing fine <laughs> we're making it work i just had some coffee it'll happen it'll be good i'm drinking a white cloth that might make you fall asleep thing. though oh i wish i had something yeah. else right now <laughs> for the pain <laughs> But we'll go, we'll push on. Yeah, but before we started, she's like, "Man, I wish I could have whatever Christina's having while we're on this recording." <laughs> well, I said, "Whatever Christina's smoking is what I said." <laughs> oh, I'll bring you some. <laughs> okay, so um, well, do you want to, mother? Do you want to give us just like a short, like, what is the Goblet of Fire about? In a you know your little short thing before we go into it. My little short thing. Well, I mean, Harry yeah, Potter, what? our hero, is set up to participate in a deadly comp test of wills or of abilities with other wizards from other schools around the world specifically from the Bobotan school and the Durmstrang school there's only supposed to be three contestants but somehow Harry's name ends up being included and of course our hero being the hero that he is gets into lots of fun situations and wins the Goblet of Fire but not really because you know death and destruction um Let's see here. The real goblet of fire was the friends we lost along the way. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Well, we definitely lost some friends along the way and some not so good friends. Um. Yeah. We lose Cedric. He becomes a vampire in another movie series. That's all. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But in this, Edward is dead. I was learning. Um. 
I was learning from Zach over on the Belated Binge podcast. He recently read the fan-made James Potter, like, novel series. I think it's a series. Um, And he was telling me that Cedric is a ghost in that series, which I think is cool. Because he had, like, unfinished business, kind of, because he was so young when he died. I I don't know why. No, I know why. But when you said James Potter, my brain did go to, like, Marauder's James Potter. And I was like, why is Cedric a ghost? Oh, yeah. Me too. I'm like, is time (laughs) travel involved? And then I'm like, oh, she means the son. The little James. Um, the little James. Interesting. So he's unfinished business, a la another, mo- another movie that I like, Casper. <laughs> yeah. And Casper, that's why the ghosts stay around. Cedric, so unfinished business. The friendly ghost. <laughs> <laughs> He would be the friendliest ghost. Yeah. He's a, he's mean, a he's golden a boy. He's the golden boy, you know? He yeah. could do no wrong. That's why he had to die young. It's true. <laughs> yeah. You got to kill off the golden retriever boy. True. It, it had to happen. He was too pure for this world. Oh, uh, well, let's talk about things we liked in this fucking book. Mostly we're this... talking about the book here. If the movie comes up, that's fine. It comes but... up. There's always a comparison in time. It happens. So I want to talk about my favorite scene. Okay. My oh. favorite scene is when Mr. Weasley meets Harry's uncle. It's awesome. He meets the Dursleys. <laughs> yeah. Because he explodes out of the fireplace. I yeah. love that. That Excellent was just, I would have loved, here's a movie thing. I would have loved to see that in the movie. Yeah. And yeah. Exploding Correct. out of the fireplace. Yeah, it would have been very visually, that whole scene would have been very visually fun. There's a lot of like China throwing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been fun. I can, that been I can almost hear like how the, the music would have gone for that too. It would have been like very chaotic for like the explosion and everything. Like, yeah. It would have been very good. It would have been great. This movie I think was too dramatic awesome. for that. Yeah. It, didn't, it, movie... it needed more fun. Wait, oh my god. It I didn't have enough that, whimsy. I forgot that you two were on my podcast for the Goblet of Fire movie <laughs> episode. Um, That's why we can't we, <laughs> we, fully go into the movie in this episode. Just because like we Carrie, literally talked about it. <laughs> Carrie, was it your idea that they should have split Goblet of Fire into two movies instead of the last one, right? They were talking about yeah. it originally. So yes, yeah. I really think they should have done that. I maintain that. that. The book Wasn't it like so right when like he gets um his name? Like... Uh, just like that Harry the Potter and like that's spot. the end of the first part. Yeah. Because they could have shown all that other back stuff at the I mean there was a and lot then you more start that went the on. Second movie yeah. with Harry, you put it should have put your did you put your name in the cabinet of fire? And here's what I want uh, in that in that two parter movie. Like like the Yule Ball in, in the movies right now is like just a couple minutes of it being like kind of awkward, but like in the books, it's like a very long, agonizing Ooh. chapter with like three yeah. chapters of buildup and like and like the Yule Ball just keeps getting worse and worse. They're like stuck in the bushes oh, with yeah. students like making out all around them and like oh my god, I so wish we could have really felt how long that chapter went on in the movie you know what i mean like let it keep going like this is like a pride and prejudice ball like we have a lot of business to attend to here it would have been like half the movie <laughs> yes yeah, that's what just i want the ball. that's what i want so you want actually three just movies, make though. it into three movies yeah make it into three, <laughs> three movies. movies where it's just like before when, when you get chosen and, the and then like the first task the yule ball and then like this last two tasks right? <laughs> honestly almost every harry potter movie could be book could be multiple movies 
Seriously, I, I, the first one the, maybe not, but I was gonna say the fourth one on for sure. But I, I the first two feel so short to me. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, they're a little bit they're a little bit too short. The first one has like no story. You get 130 pages in, and you're like, oh my god, this has all been set up. I just got to school. The book's halfway over. Well, yeah, it, it, I, I get it because you gotta explain a little bit about how he gets to where he is, and it's true. The Goblet of Fire book, I remember you don't get to school until like 150 oh, pages yeah. in for sure. Oh yeah. It's, like it's so much and they cut again why that's that like again why it's like a good spot to like split it when you just get into the tournament because like you're you're halfway through the book when he gets into the fucking tournament <laughs> it's true <laughs> and there's the stuff that happens during the tournament that we totally have no idea about i mean again from the movie again in the book it's great because you finally get some information you finally see a little bit more about mm-hmm. the house elves you you know Later on, it explains a little bit more about why the house self is there at the tournament. Because why would you bring your house self to the tournament? You know? Yeah, the whole winky thing definitely made the book feel so cool. And the bo- the movies were just like, we don't have time for any of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spew. 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 Spe- so many spew things is wrong and right too with complicated. Spew, <laughs> spew is, is like... for the protection of house elves. Come on. The way J.K. Rowling did it no, was, is welfare. it gone That's wrong? It um... We don't have time to unpack all that. Um, yeah, it would have taken some like rewriting to like really lean into the the house elves subplot because it's just like it's just like such a cringy subplot in the books. And like if you wanted to put it on screen, yeah. you'd have to you'd have to make it better. You'd have to make the optics of it a lot better. Mm-hmm. So they were like, we're just not gonna do this either. Too much work. Too much special effects. Too much rewriting. <laughs> yeah. Chop it up. I mean, despite some of the weirdness of, like, the spew stuff, I do actually like seeing Dobby in the book, just because we we see Dobby. You know, I'm a Dobby hater. He exists again. Oh my goodness, he exists again. I just wish, see, here's the thing. I know you hate I I hate the feelings that Dobby makes me feel, like, ashamed and, like, and like bad and like we shouldn't have created a character like this this is bad we should all be punished um but then but then he also is just like really obnoxious as a character and then on top of that he's just like sir he's a tool for the story it's like whenever we need mm-hmm. the solution there's dobby with the solution because ma- big house elf magic mm-hmm. i just like that we got to check in with him and see what the heck happens Honestly, house elf magic like- though i never understood because they are apparently more powerful than the wizards yeah they are and they should be running the shit of course they should Honestly, be running the shit i don't understand why they aren't i never will that is something that she needs to explain herself about among many like, other things she's like they like being enslaved and that is so no. awful to say that about somebody but that is that is literally what she's like she's like they do this to themselves because they like it and like what no it, she's got some so serious wrong. issues if that's what she really thinks I mean, we already knew she had some serious issues, but that goes like on other levels of issues. It's bad. <laughs> she, I mean, she, she's not subtle. I think in these books with no. her like racism and her prejudice. This book gets into some of that, like like a bit with uh with all the international relations that yeah. happen. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Just just everything I think that goes on, especially like during the um World Cup and stuff. Like Fudge doesn't even try to remember that one guy's name. Oh my god, I can't remember his name. So but the, still. He, I think it's the Bulgarian prime minister and Fudge is like, yes, I'm not going to remember is. that guy's name. But then then you find out later that Fudge has spent the whole weekend like pantomiming things to the 
this guy who spoke English uh-huh. the whole time, and I think that is the funniest thing. That so he got his I redemption do. for Fudge not remembering his name. Like, like I think that's so great that like it did turn out to be good, but it's like Fudge, you dick. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute, they're, they're wizards. You don't need to pantomime. You don't need to fake it. You could just cast a spell, well, couldn't you? Honestly, just, I why don't know, give man, like a another... translation spell? There should oh. be a spell for that. <laughs> So when I was rereading what I did get to reread this time around, there's one thing I noticed. Now, supposedly, mm-hmm. wizards can't make their own food appear, but Molly does. Oh, yeah. Molly oh, makes food appear. I don't know. I don't know if it's no. ever explicitly stated that she's like making food from nothing. Like it could be she's it's like stirring a, a pot and sauce comes out of her wand. You're right about that, but like maybe she's taking it from the the fridge. Yeah, I was gonna say it could be she's just moving food that already exists. Yeah, I mean that's she could what be, I but it just looks like happening? it just kind of it's just like a, it describes her stirring the pot and all of a sudden sauce appears in the pot. Dude, imagine all the imagine all the cute little hacks you could do as a kitchen witch. Like you. Could could have like a cup of milk sitting on the counter and then like pour it through your straw because you don't uh, through your straw through your wand because you don't want to go like move it around there's probably a lot of like really cute little hacks and molly weasley that's the bitch who knows mm-hmm. yeah. if anybody knows how to turn something and nothing into something it would be molly yeah oh yeah she's good um all right. Well, it, it is both one of the things I liked and one of the things I didn't like. But let's talk about Fleur and um. Fleur. She does a lot of issues there. with Fleur. She does everything she can with the role she's given, which is a bad I like, role. So I do like the fact that um. Well, one in the books they are co-ed schools, so she is the girl chosen from, from her like school. everybody in her entire school. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but then the movies like, are like, yeah, but they're all girls. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. In the movies, why it's would just you like, pick oh, a girl well, unless a girl was your only option exactly That's which is why which is terrible thinking that the author is in fact a girl you would think she hates that women these stories apparently hate women yeah hate she does, hates yeah. her own gender that's pretty sad and um and oh. in the books in the books harry talks about one of the bobaton's boys looks like he's wearing pajamas because his robes are so thin and i i want to know what that looks like what are you wearing i want i want yeah i want to see their robes um i'll we'll never see god that. there's a there's a cosplayer i follow who like um him and uh his partner they like di- they did like the the men's version of the Bo Batten's clothes and the women's version of the Bulgarian oh nice or, or Durmstrang robes Ooh, and like you it was, send it's me very that. cool you should link it yeah. in the show notes and send it to me directly so I don't have to I'll I'll try to remember this but yeah they were very cute and I I just love that. That's awesome. And it does kind of look like pajamas. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, the Durmstrang dresses, I mean, the girl, I mean, uh, sorry, the um, Bob Adams dresses, they are kind of light and fluffy, if you will. Yeah, they are. Very light and diaphanous, so it makes sense that the... Do they yeah. just not have winter in France? It really helps with that uh <laughs> It's colder shot. there than it is here most of the time. Up here in New England, it's colder there than New England. Well... <laughs> yeah, they have, they have winter in France. They yes. didn't expect to be cold, apparently. <laughs> I mean, so that's a gone wrong, that, but not very warm. Um, yeah, it's a gone wrong. There's a lot of gone wrongs, and there's a lot of gone rights. There's a lot. Like I said, you got the girl. Here she is. She's a champion. That's a right. Here's the when wrong. I... She's the champion who does the worst in the competition. Yeah. When I think of like all the things that have gone wrong, a lot of it, a lot of what immediately comes to mind is movie stuff. But yeah, I think that the gone wrongs from the book are more like subtle, more nuanced, like the house yeah. elf thing. It's like, OK, after a couple scenes, you're like, this is bad. Um, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's good that Hermione wants to help, but it's how everything is with the house elves that's just like not done. 
right this i i can't it's just it's just not it's just not good it's not it's not good um it's one good. <laughs> one thing that i think go like this is a gone right for the book oh this, one of my favorite parts <laughs> of the book also also corresponded to the restricted section's longest episode ever is oh, barney crouch jr's <laughs> entire veritaserum chapter when he gets to like divulge mm. everything he's done and like the plot comes together and you're just like oh my god that makes this make sense oh my god that makes this make sense and it's all just you're going total solar system brain and it's very fun and dramatic i i actually love barney crouch jr he's I just, do too. He's just actually great i love that he's one of the better defense against the dark arts teachers yes so what i really want is in this three-part movie that we're creating of goblet of fire i want david Tennant to be able to do the whole veritaserum speech because in the movie he's like what i was the mm. bad guy and they're like well that's veritaserum for you and you're in trouble now but in the movie it's i mean in the book it's like 20 pages of confession so i would really like to see david Tennant have the opportunity to do that like verbatim oh yeah christina do you do you know the whole like the the whole doctor who connection between like the the david Tennant and um guardy crowds jr with the the parting of the ways what? Is the is the last chapter you see Barty Crouch Jr. and it's also the first episode of Doctor Who that David Tennant appears in? Whoa! Uh, yeah, it's called The Parting of the Ways. That episode? Yeah. Whoa! That's pretty cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's really cool. No wonder if it was it's on purpose. It's very cool. <laughs> I don't think it was done on purpose because oh I think Doctor Who happened first. So and Did before it? he was cast in Harry Potter. Dude, after seeing okay. after seeing all of the um, photographs from the Webb telescope that NASA just launched today, and that I've been like thinking about how small and insignificant we are, and the fact that there can be a coincidence like that on um, this stupid yeah. little planet. <laughs> I'm like, that's beautiful. <laughs> it is. All right. What else in this book do we like? I like that we don't get a lot of Quidditch. Like, we we do get the World Cup. Yeah, but, but that's like very, it's like we finally, okay, it's like, yeah. it's like if you've been watching Little League your whole life and you finally get to go watch an MLB game, you're like, thank God mm. th- this is actually, they actually know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just great because the tournament means that we don't have to have like five Quidditch games. Which is so dumb because the why the hell shouldn't you be able to do both? <laughs> like that's I cool. mean, it's stupid. <laughs> it's really but it's good for the reading enjoyment. You <laughs> wouldn't want their champions injured. Two of them are Quidditch players. It's true, but it also seems so mm-hmm. wild to deprive three the whole school of something they love for three students to do something crazy. You know what? You know what? I, I have a new gone wrong. I just realized because Floor is the only one of the champions who doesn't play Quidditch and also isn't a seeker. <laughs> wow. Um that's very funny. But we I, I don't think we know that she doesn't play Quidditch. I think we just, we just don't, don't we think do. she we have no evidence. That's right. We We're not no told she does or doesn't. Yeah, she could be a seeker. She could be a seeker. Fleur is a Quidditch player and also a seeker. That's how they found each other. <laughs> that's Maybe actually the criteria can for play the Triwizard Tournament. You have to be a Quidditch seeker. <laughs> exactly. Wow. That's a new rule. We just made it up here tonight, guys. <laughs> And that's why, that's the actual reason why the goblet was like, hey, Harry Potter has to be in this tournament because he's the greatest seeker in a century. In a century. The youngest seeker in a century. Yeah, the youngest. Well, youngest, whatever. Oh, I, I'm I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I made myself laugh too much. Um, Here's another gone right. I'm just, I have no, I didn't plan any of this. I'm just like daydreaming about Goblet of Fire and I'm like, oh, that was kind of nice. So I think that this book is really interesting for Snape's character because oh? I, 
I've all, he's a great character. He's a bad dude. Great character. Very cool character. And this book has him at his absolute worst being just a straight up malicious mm. bully to children. But it also has oh, right. him, it all, yeah, it has him terrible, like the probably the worst Snape moments in the whole series because he does some shitty stuff later, but it's like, I'm an adult and I'm doing this shitty thing to you because of adult reasons. But this is just like bullying children. But he also is very cool. He does a lot of cool, noble stuff as the his like dark mark is growing hotter and like he's like talking to Dumbledore about it and at the end he Dumbledore's like are you ready to like go return to your post with Voldemort and Snape's like yeah and then he walks off and it's like so cool it's a very cool moment for his character so I think it's very interesting in Goblet of Fire that Snape has his like worst moments and some of his coolest moments and yeah oh and there's also that scene at the Yule Ball where he's grumpy and he's blasting bushes out of the way to try to find kids making out that's really fun I wish that with Alan Rickman I wish that had been in the movies that would have been an amazing scene in the movie I can just picture Alan Rickman doing that but yeah that's that feels very (laughs) Alan Rickman's name yeah (laughs) it would have changed see things like that would have changed the tone of the movie because the book has a little bit more of a lighter tone than the movie does the movie is so dark yeah almost all the way through it's and like all of the jokes they try to make don't land like they're and I think, joke. to me I think the death at the end spoiler the death at the end of the book and the movie <laughs> would dies? be more shocking <laughs> if the book if the movie wasn't so dark all the way through yeah you're like almost waiting for death the whole movie yeah. you know something bad's gonna happen yeah. because the whole movie just gets darker and darker but if it had its light moments and it was more relaxed I think then when it hits it's much more shocking yeah I I think we can Usually. all agree that just the movie itself just is a gone wrong. Like they 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 didn't they should have done different things. They should have I would I would have done a lot of different better. things, yeah. Well, this movie is the, the whole first, thing at this point. It's the beginning of the movies where they cut everything out. I mean, they always cut stuff out, but this is where they really cut everything out. This is the first movie. But the book has so much more in it. It's one of the bigger books. They start getting bigger and bigger in the books and the movies oh. get shorter and shorter. It's so crazy. One of the gone wrongs that I have for the movie is also a gone right because it's like it's so bad that I love mm. it. Is all of the boys' hair? <laughs> oh yeah, that's so wrong, I but mean, it's so right. It's so accurate to teenage boys because they always have bad hair. Um, it's true. Yeah, the Bill, just Bill's hair. Oh yeah, Bill's cool. Bill could be Bill's a little cooler in the, in the movie. Book. He could be a lot cooler in the movie. I mean, yeah, he <laughs> gets married and all, but he should be cooler in the movie. Yeah, he could be cooler. But book Bill is very cool, and we do get to meet Bill and Charlie in this book, and they're both very cool and sexy. They're very cool. They're very hot. And also, we kind of get some Fleur and Bill crumbs in this book. Yeah, crumbs. Don't call them crumbs, though, because we're not talking about Victor crumb. I know, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Victor <laughs> crumb. He had a notes. lot more part in the book than he does in the movies, which yeah. is sad. Oh, it's yeah. True. You have to say crumbs. 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 So you can hear the B and really distinguish between the two. Yeah, I think that the... You you just said this, Carrie, um, that Crumb's character in the book is, like, much more rounded than in the movie. Like, he's a very cute little character that you get to know a little bit about, but... By the end of the of the book, yeah, he is a dork, and he's just trying. He does. He just straight up doesn't know how to talk to people and has RPF. And it's it's a very relatable character. I love I love him. And then movie Crumb, I'm like, I hate you so much. I mean, he, you I just like him, I like him for a different reason. He was like 28 when he what played that role, and he's like just like throbbing masculinity. What are, Some people you know, were we into saw that. him. We saw the actor, and um, when he did a yeah, panel he was at least. Comic Con, and yeah. what was really interesting to note is a lot of the scenes that you read about in the book were shot. 
Oh, and they yeah. cut him all out. Yeah. Till the point where he barely speaks or does anything more than just walk around posing. That sucks. They're like, isn't this it does. man sexy for Hermione? He never opens his damn mouth. And Hermione likes a guy who, you know, pushes her buttons. One of the talks only times he speaks is like when when he tells Hermione the friend, write to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> it just like it sucks because you kind of feel their relationship in the books, but you in the movie it's just like, oh, I guess they're together. I don't know. It doesn't really. There's no, yeah. there's nothing for us to connect the two of them. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Crumb and Hermione, um, uh, one of one of my gone rights is um the the by panic that Ron feels as well as Harry um during the Yule Ball because the 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 people there they both like have crushes on are going to the ball together and that's just my take I know some people don't agree with that but I'm like I think it's a good take I I like that that <laughs> Harry likes Cho and Cedric they're going together Ron likes Crumb and Hermione and they're going together and then and their behavior at the ball is I see I just keep coming back to the ball hmm. like it's so it's such a magnificent shit show like everything about it is wrong and it's so fun to read they're so committed to having the worst night of their lives and it's just like it's pretty fun to watch to know they're gonna burn burn it to the ground to watch them burn it to the ground and then watch them grumble about how it's ruined now like it's so fun it's so satisfying i just see them as being like the two nerds at a a school (laughs) dance i mean at the end of the day it's like the nerds going to a school dance and being the wallflowers and just like yeah Yeah. again burning it down just i mean i like that i like that it's like every bad teen movie of the 80s in one scene of a book Yeah. (laughs) yeah i mean the problem there is some of like the toxic masculinity going into it, especially for Ron. Ron's got some just stuff like, to work through. Yeah. Well, his mom made him wear a dress to the dance. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's really bad, dude. Harry, buy yeah. him something better. I know. I, mean, I don't know hey, why he doesn't. That happens at the end, right? Yeah, but after he's already gotten really embarrassed by it. Too late. You know, Sherry Harry didn't welfare, know about like enough mail money. order dress robes. <laughs> they he, need he the internet. How to order dress robes. Yeah, they do need the internet. Amazon. Yeah. Amazon for wizards. Yeah, I mean, like, the whole, like, dress robe situation is some interesting gender things going on, and it's not great. Um, Here's the thing, like, Ron's embarrassed about how he looks, but it's like, you also need to be embarrassed about how you're acting. Like, this is a package that you're presenting, and, like, the robes Mm -hmm. are not the only thing. Like, you could wear these and have a good attitude and have a good time. Oh, yeah. He just does not have the right attitude. Yeah, you want it to be bad, so it's bad now. I also don't understand, again, they have magic. Couldn't they do anything? to make those robes look better i here's I don't I, ron too. I think wait i think hermione could i don't think ron or harry could I, but hermione is mad at him right yeah before yeah, the yule ball pissed. so she i think she's just sitting there like i could fix that but i'm definitely not going to but if she had been making date to the ball i think he she would have like lovingly helped him you know yeah. you know instead ron could have always just like um asked hagrid for like his wonderful suit and worn something like that to the ball and that would have been even worse Oh my god. Like a hair suit? <laughs> Hagrid's like, trying that fur hair Cody wears? suit with the, just the like, terrible tie. <laughs> there's a lot of options. Like, Ron could have asked his older brother or his dad if he they had like nice clothes for him to borrow that were better than this. Yeah, his yeah. brothers that weren't there, they don't need their robes that night, you know? Yeah. They could have lent it to him. Yeah. What's Charlie oh. going to do with dress robes out there working with the dinosaurs? I mean, the dragons, you know? Also, just like for if you're going to make make kids like go to the ball. I mean, I know it's not required, but it's like, come on, man, it's happening in your school. Like you should maybe give them some clothes to wear or like subsidize I mean- it. 
you know? Like, take them shopping. Buy, don't make them buy a tux. <laughs> it, it honestly doesn't feel like Ron really wants to go to the ball. No! Anyway. Oh my god! Oh, he didn't. Like, he should have just gone home. <laughs> and the way he talks about it, like, the way he talks about trying to find a date before he before he locks in pa- poor Padma Patil as his date is like so it it like just so is someone who's like repeating stuff that they've like kind of heard their older brothers saying like he mm-hmm. is so like shitty about it he um I forget who Harry suggests and Ron's like ew no her nose is off center like yeah and he's like uh, Ron looked in a mirror <laughs> and it's just like Ron for, I wait but I've like known that guy boy. I had a friend in college who was incredibly like incredibly like uh what's the right word like uh his bar for like how what a woman should look like was so high and it's mm, like yeah. you need to look in the mirror and see how much you are not a catch for any woman like what are you doing well that attitude yeah. just takes you down two notches right off the bat regardless of how you look you know true. yeah yeah no ron, ron should realize boy just shut up yeah. just, just take <laughs> what you can get for the now i mean if he he had his chance i'm sure hermione would have gladly gone with him to the ball had he, but he like not never been would admit he'd never admit that he likes her he's such a jackass it takes him two years longer than everyone else to realize how he feels it's, yeah yeah forever but then it's at the fine. same time, well, it's and this isn't though. even Goblet of Fire, but at the same time, it's like, Hermione, you could probably, like, say something, right? <laughs> like, hey, I like you. I noticed that there's this, like, mutual attraction between us. Do you want to, like, stop fighting for a couple of minutes to try to figure it out? Yeah, I do think Hermione figures out that she likes Ron before he ever figures it out. But <laughs> She realizes it, like, the second that he's, like, making out with Lavender and Hermione's like, oh, fuck! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, you blew it. It's fine. Anyway, that's it. not this book. Nope. It's not. Um, I love Sirius in this book. It's like the only book where we... We get him for like two books, but this is the only one where it's like fun and yeah. nice. <laughs> this is the one where it's happy, yeah. but also he's around. Um, I did write down in my Gone Wrongs that like him going to Hogsmeade was was kind of a mistake, dude. Yeah. You're on the run. You you should not go anywhere near Hogwarts. Well, everyone's everyone just does whatever the protagonist needs. We have to be close to the protagonist. Like I I just that that's just a mistake, dude. Just don't just go go to Hogwarts. Don't yeah. unless some do we know that like Dumbledore knows of course Dumbledore Yet. knows yeah I think I mean, Dumbledore knows well everybody else like Let like is clear. it just Dumbledore in the know Dumbledore, um, Dumbledore knows everything and I always first think of all. that McGonagall knows whatever Dumbledore knows and Snape probably also McGonagall probably knows like slightly less Snape probably knows about what Dumbledore knows I'm I'd thinking say. Snape and mm. McGonagall know what Dumbledore lets them know, but Dumbledore knows yeah. everything because I believe Dom- Dumbledore is omnipresent. He just happens to know everything. I mean, mm. he sees through invisibility cloaks. He seems to have a plan 20 years in the making for this whole finale. You know what I mean? He knows what's going to happen. He's constantly watching these kids. Don't forget that Minerva is the deputy headmistress. Severus is only deputy to the deputy headmistress. So she is the deputy headmistress. Is he a headmistress too? He's got long hair and all, you know. (laughs) No, he's not. But he, he's like the third in line. Maybe he's a lieutenant headmistress. (laughs) (laughs) Um, always a gone wrong. But Snape needs to wash his hair. Um, (laughs) thank God in the movies his hair isn't greasy. We're like, maybe his hair is really normal and Harry's just shitty about it. That Again, right. someone who should yeah. look in a mirror because Harry's hair looks shitty in the whole book series. It's true. True. He's supposed to have messy, messy hair. Yeah. Uh, Bedhead. Let me think. Other fun things in this book. 
Um, well, uh, I kind of we kind of mentioned the um, the Harry gi- giving his money to like the Weasleys. I mean, he gives it to the twins for he his prize money when he wins the the goblet. So they can start the joke shop. Wins the goblet of fire. Wins the Triwizard tournament. <laughs> Man, isn't it dumb that there's two? This is a fucking gone wrong. There's two cups involved in this tournament. There's a yeah. goblet of fire and the Triwizard cup. Surely they could Just be make, the same cup. Make right? it make it one cup. Just make it one cup. That's it. <laughs> You don't no, need all these else. cups floating around. It's too confusing. Sorry to interrupt, okay. Charlie. What were you saying? No, my my brain just like went to something, and I just realized I need to write something down for um our next bonus episode. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> I'm gonna oh. be on quickly. Your next bonus episode. Okay. <laughs> Surprise us. <laughs> Let's see here. What I... else is good or bad? Oh, Wait, so who's next bonus about episode? Your yours. I was thinking the, it might uh, be yours. Mine. <laughs> yeah. Whenever that happens. Um, oh, yeah. I'll get on the horn with Haley about that. Uh, yeah. But, like, the fact that Harry actually fucking gives his money to, like, the Weasleys for once. But also the fact that it's the twins because they want to, like, start their chaotic business. I Harry's love like, that. The world, Harry's like, the world's going to be needing some more jokes in the future. And Mrs. Weasley's like, I'm going to be needing some more food for all my children, including you, Harry. <laughs> Throw a little bit of that you know dough no. my way. I, I think it's a good thing. I mean, he won the money in a tournament he didn't want to he didn't enter mm-hmm. and he feels bad about the fact that he won when you yeah, know it's like Cedric money, died yeah. the guys were supposed to get it's money supposedly from Ludo Bagman but he gave them the money from the leprechauns which disappeared my god Ludo yeah. Bagman that's a gone right in terms of plot that he's so yeah. fun so I think it's I he's think it's fair great. it's like found money and they need money and they want to start a business and he feels they've done him some solids in the past Hey, if anyone you know, out there has found money and they don't want that money and they want to invest in a business, please call me. <laughs> slash email me. Oh, just forget I'll be about sure that. To. PayPal me. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, hey, join our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Join our Patreon. Buy some merch that Charlie made. If you find any money, join our Patreon. <laughs> And join the restricted session while you're at it. Why yeah, not? sure. Yeah, why not? Cool. Join them all. I'm on. I'm on um. the Boda show. <laughs> so a Charlie's fun scene to read show. about was the mermaids. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you love mermaids in the bathtub. Always in the bathtub scene. The, yeah, there's like the, the stained, mermaids were in the glass. The stained and, yeah. glass. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Okay, I can't remember. I did not reread that scene but like it, is the Money Myrtle scene as bad in the book as it is in the movie or? you mean like sexual yes. assault absolutely yeah. but it's, it's not so as creepy bad. because she's cool. not actually 50 in real life in the book and because she's dead and in the movie she was almost she was really I old. mean she's still <laughs> technically an old lady because she's been dead for how long okay. But she never but like, aged. You have to remember that yeah, age aside, it's still just incredibly inappropriate. A- age it's completely always, aside. Yeah. yeah it's of course just it's very inappropriate because inherently. they're child it's a children's book. I mean, yes, a lot of adults read it, a lot of adults enjoy it, but the book was written for kids, so yeah, it's completely yeah. inappropriate. <laughs> and yep. fun. We need some adult stuff in these books. I'll take that. And just like the fact that the the prefix get their own special bathroom pick up. <laughs> Okay. Why the fuck? Stop. We need to talk about Hogwarts bathrooms because I don't get it. Where does Harry okay. shower? Where does Harry shower on a regular Tuesday? Where where does well, Harry do they shower? have showers or do they just have baths? Great question. Well, wherever it is, it should be in. I would think Gryffindor Tower, but I where? mean, yeah, I never heard of it. 
ever no. seen it in my life. No, they just have the girls' bathroom here and the boys' bathroom there and the prefix. Why did the prefix have their own bathroom Rem- outside of their house? when they didn't have bathrooms? <laughs> remember that? And they just poofed their shit away? Does all of does all of Gryffindor boys share one bathroom? What does it look like? Is there one big communal bathtub? Because that's not a bathtub, my man. That's a pool. <laughs> R- remember in The Lightning Thief when they all died in the bathtub? What? They, w- they go to the underworld and they're like, oh yeah, we all died in, in a bathtub. Um, oh. <laughs> all together? Yes, it was- yeah. it's a big bathtub. <laughs> that sounds like a big bathtub. <laughs> yeah, no, that. I don't know. It's interesting to think about where they would use the bathtub. The they never mentioned They actually just go in the lake. They never mentioned him brushing his lake. teeth. They never mentioned him showering. Like, it almost seems like the bu- the books are intentionally ducking the issue. Because they'll be like, oh, like, Harry and Ron played a lot of Quidditch for hours and hours in the snow and then mm-hmm. went inside and got dressed for the ball. And I'm like, I swear to God, if they did not shower between those two things, I'm going to lose my mind. They, they had girls. to have showered. Those there twins would be, be even showers, more miserable. Like, yeah. um, by like the Quidditch pitch or something, right? Like, like by the why would they rooms? use that? Because it's the middle of Scotland winter. I'm still trying yeah, to figure like, out why you know the prefix I mean. would walk halfway across the castle. There. But why you would the prefix walk halfway across the castle to to take a shower? Exactly. It makes no sense. That's a great way to get teenagers to not shower, <laughs> which is the last thing you want. Uh, and is I it a prefix boys' like- bathroom or a prefix girls' bathroom? Because, you know, you don't want them to share. And oh, like, yeah. J.K. Rowling and her shit. Yeah, you have to protect women's spaces. God, I felt stupid even saying that um, sarcastically. <laughs> and like, why the fuck is the prefect bathroom like this? Like, a prefect isn't the president. That's what I mean. Like, why does he, why do they need like all like seven thousand kinds of bubbles? Why? I mean, I love it. Like, like you see in the movie, and I'm just like, man, I really want to go and take a bath there. That sounds amazing. But also, like, why is this here in this school? So here's my next why question: only, If the like, prefects, so many if the kids prefects get it. have their own bathroom, what about the head boys and the head girl? Do they get something even more amazing than that where did the teachers go to go and shower <laughs> oh they surely have their own like i think they all have their own like private suites, suites. yeah i would think they have their own private suites attached to their classrooms apparently you have that's... to you have to be able to shut a door and be like the students don't come here this is where I'm i don't a know personally <laughs> personally i think that the the teachers at hogwarts actually do sleep under their desks because that no. is all we see <laughs> Um, don't we get to see Lupin's bedroom when he's, like, packing up? It's not a bedroom, though. It's an office. It's, like, a foyer. Yeah. I think it just has a desk and a bunch of shit around it. And the same thing with, um, I think we see it when it's in Lockhart's. Maybe it's a pull-out bed. Like, the desk pulls out into a bed. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe they have to, like, magically conjure a bed every night. Could be. Maybe. Or maybe there's a secret passageway from their offices into their bedrooms. That's what I keep imagining. Oh no! Maybe Mad Eye. No, maybe Lupin sleeps the on a bedrooms. Maybe Lupin sleeps on a dog bed. Oh well, we know oh, well, Mad Eye sleeps in a crate. Times the month. Wait, actually, my brother when he was little did sleep on a dog bed for a couple years. Okay, that's very cute. He brought it <laughs> into his bed, so it was like a big pillow situation for him. So it was by that's choice. Very cute. And also very weird. It was yeah, by choice. Weird. It was cute. It was weird. Does he curl up in the pillow or just... <laughs> I don't remember. Probably. Probably. My my brain started thinking about instead um, Sirius and Lupin sleeping in the same dog bed. Aww. Um 
Because they would. Up. Oh my god. They would cuddle up in a pile of puppies, right? <laughs> they're doing like the cuddle 69 yeah. where it's not sexual. They're just doing like yin and yang, you know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> not sexual. <laughs> not sexual at all. There's, of course there's not. no way that someone can say that and for it not to be sexual. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just cuddling. Oh my god. You can't just say things like that, Christine. <laughs> I did. And I'll do it again. She went there. Um, you definitely went there. Here's a gone Ooh. wrong. Harry Ooh, and Ron are still taking divination classes for some <laughs> reason. They suck because at it. at this point, they can't or not. swap. I assume they can't swap. I think they can because Hermione just walked out of that class and no one batted an well, eye. She also had a million that's classes swapping. That she had a million classes. She can I drop think it. They're can like... Swap. Acting like this is such a burden to them, and I have no evidence to support that they ever looked for any alternatives. Yeah, they should have taken muggle studies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Harry would have Harry would have aced it. Yeah. Harry, get take muggle studies. It's an easy A. Yeah. <laughs> and Ron could have gone home and told his father all about what he learned about muggles because his father loves muggles. Yeah. He could have been like, Hey dad, um, uh, do you do you know this thing? Yeah, yeah, I know that thing. Except it was the wrong answer entirely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, um, let's see. We haven't talked about Rita Skeeter. Rita Skeeter. She's pretty much out of the book, except for when she says the terrible things about Harry and Hermione. She's out of the movie, yeah. I mean. In the movie, she does nothing. Yeah, in the in book, the movie, she has more part. She just, yeah, she finds out she's about- She's a beetle. She's a bug. That subplot yeah. is so fun. Like, it's- I love it's like, it. It's just like a little question mark throughout the whole story, and then in like the second to last chapter, Hermione's like, nothing. <laughs> 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 that's how we find out every. That's how she finds out all the information she gets it's the whole time. She's so bugging everyone, cool. literally. That, it's such a fun little little plot addendum at the very end. Like I love it. Yeah, it's just like, oh, that's how she knows all the things. Mm. Yeah, and it's I do like, think um, a couple... she should have been a fly, a fly on the wall. That's too on the nose. With a name like Skeeter, <laughs> she should have been a mosquito. Oh, that's true. Yeah, and I do love how like it, it's such a small thing that they're trying to mm-hmm. figure out how Rita Skeeter is doing this. And after all of the end of the Triwizard Tournament and after the Veritaserum confession, after all of that, you've completely forgotten that there are still unsolved mysteries. So when Mm -hmm. Ron, I mean, when Fred and George are like, oh, this is what was happening with Ludo Bagman, you're like, fuck, I forgot I even cared what Ludo Bagman was doing. And then when Hermione (laughs) reveals the Rita Skeeter thing, you're like, oh, yeah, Rita Skeeter, this is what she was doing the whole time. Like, you're just exhausted at this point and taking everything that the story gives you. It's like five different mysteries in this book. It's amazing. It's very it's cool good. and well done. Yeah, like the 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 mm-hmm. ra- the interwoven <laughs> mysteries are very fun and well crafted. And they took yes. all that out in the book in the movie. Yeah, all they're like, well, oh, yeah. it's all gone and easier. Yep. <sighs> we just don't explain how this guy escaped from Azkaban. He just is here, I guess. Yeah. Oh come on! Like, like he could I'm escape sorry. the way Sirius did. He's not nearly as as good as Sirius at any of this shit. He couldn't have. That's that's like the I I mean we're not talking about the movie. What we're talking about the movie. That's the biggest fucking gone wrong in the Goblet of Fire movie is that it's like this man escaped Azkaban only Sirius was able to do that and only because of special fucking circumstances yeah exactly this well there were special circumstances here but you never find out. any of that out from the movie because the book has it yeah. all and but that's at least awesome. it still exists like at least that the fact that Sirius is an animagus still mm-hmm. exists in the movie the whole subplot but- with Barty Crouch's dad Winky it's not a thing in the movie 
I know. We, his dad all. doesn't seem to know what's going on, which is kind of sad. I mean, I think it's a good thing to show that his father, even though he had done all that wrong, his father was still trying to give him an opportunity, you know, to live a life. I mean, yes, he had to live a life really. in shadows, but he got him out of prison. He could have left him there to, he did to be for, tortured in Azkaban. He did it for his wife. He yeah. didn't really do it for his son. He didn't give yeah, a shit he could have just, son. once his wife died, he could have just arrested his son and brought him back to jail. I mean, he could have. Yeah. He really could have, but he didn't. He kept his son, you know, but he had rules and his son was obviously wasn't obeying the rules. Obviously, Honestly, since the closer I look at each of these movies, the more I wonder how people could possibly follow them without having read the books. Yeah. Like, if you're going, it's so hard to watch a Harry Potter movie and turn off everything I know about Harry Potter. But if you watch it from beginning to end, it's like, none, actually, you forgot to tie up all of these threads. Like, none of this is, all of the arrows that they point in the movie, like, this leads to this, is like, it's, it's not, that it doesn't lead to that directly. Like, it's not making sense. It's not adding up. You know what? We need, like, um, like a, a Potter list. That's what I'm talking about. But just for the Harry Potter movies, like, don't consume any of the books. Don't consume any of the movies. And then, like, do a podcast format where someone consumes the movies. Oh, yeah. And that's it. And they have to figure out and what's like, going on. Yeah. And just has I mean, to, like, man. you know. When, I think oh, when they basically out, did- Oh, sorry. No, sorry. When is this episode coming out in the next couple weeks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, next that, week. That reminds me that the last episode we released on the restricted section last Wednesday the 13th was three of my best friends who have n- no idea anything about Harry Potter are explaining <gasps> the plot of Harry Potter to me. <laughs> and they're, cool. they, it's like shocking how much they've managed to avoid the Harry Potter series. I'm like, do you remember when Harry fights a dragon? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Do you remember if there's any, like, time travel in this series? And they're like, are you fucking with me? (laughs) Seriously? It's very fun. Oh, my God. I can't wait to listen to that tomorrow. (laughs) That sounds funny. That does sound funny. And they were, like, indignant. They were like, are you telling me? I don't believe you. Like, (laughs) Time travel would make so Uh, much sense. You might as well add that that to this movie. One of them. Yeah, you need to have, like, one of them watch all the movies and then just see... Hey, <laughs> I'm not sure I could get them to sit through all of them, but maybe the first couple. The first one's the best uh, as far as like visually to watch. The first cool one opinion. is great yeah. because it gets me into the worlds and into the mindset. And I'm like, ooh, happy magic times. It builds the world. They're, it builds the world. It's like, and it's then... not even plot. It's just vibes. Like the first yeah. movie, fully oh, just vibes. It basically just gives you uh, the plot of every, I mean, it gives you like the a visual of everyone and everything you're going to interact mm-hmm. with in this point of the movie, in the books, in the movies. It's just eye porn. Um, <laughs> I love it. Magic porn. I think eye porn is just called porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a good word for this. I watch porn with you my eyes. <laughs> yeah, so usually that's the best way to do it. Although do you, you could just close your eyes and listen say, to it. Call it. So you hear a lot of moaning eye and slapping. Eye candy. Eye candy. Well, I'm. I think of just yeah. Magic it's visually porn. stunning. That's what it is. It's visually stunning. And you get all the Christmas music in Sorcerer's Stone, too. I love that. Oh, yeah. Man, I was watching um, Jaws recently, which was also composed, the music was composed by John Williams. And, like, there's a distinct overlap in the, between the Jaws fun cruising on a ship at high speeds, like the do-do-do-do-do-do, and, like, the Harry Potter Sorcerer's Stone music. Like, they're they're really similar to each other. (laughs) It's, like, beautiful children's shenanigans music. Maybe he thought he could, you know, pass it off after 20 years I mean, yeah, it's so. recycled <laughs> it's john williams you know like he's like no one's seen jaws don't worry about it 
been so long. <laughs> different crowd, different crowd. <laughs> oh my goodness. So um, I, w- I want to know it like yeah. I'm, I want to uh, talk about a specific scene from the Goblet of Fire book and I want you guys to tell me if you think this is a gone wrong or like what went wrong. Okay. Okay. So remember when it's a Yule Ball thing again. I love the Yule Ball. <laughs> remember when Harry and Ron accidentally listen uh, like eavesdrop on mm-hmm. Hagrid and Madame Maxine um, like talking in the bushes and Hagrid's like yeah I'm a half giant like when did you how did you find out that you were and she's like that I was what and he's like a half giant and she's like ew how dare you and she like stomps off like he's like half the size if, of her <laughs> if I w- no that's a book they're, that's a movie, movie thing. thing so when they're, they're the, the same, same height okay they're the same height in the books and like I mean I don't feel like that was Hagrid's bad I probably would have asked her at that point too I probably would have assumed and probably brought they- it up they don't want it to be discussed because it's, you know, it's not considered a good thing in the wizarding world yeah. to be part giant. So who messed up that situ- that conversation? Like, who messed up? Besides I mean, Harry and Ron in the bushes. Yeah, mostly Harry and Ron there. <laughs> I, I mean, she's not going to discuss that because she's, like, a high fancy lady. That's, like, her whole thing. She definitely doesn't want to, you know, do that shit. She's a high femme. But Come can on. you blame him for bringing it up? I can't. I mean, like, it does... If you just bring that up in casual conversation, it feels inappropriate, but they're like, they're, they're alone. You they're know? having they're like alone an intimate conversation. And she's like, not that high fancy a lady. Come on. She's he, got those he, giant horses and <laughs> drink whiskey. Yeah, I feel yeah, like he basically. Pegasi? Huh? Come on. She's Pegasi. I feel like those he basically was like. I'm so sorry. I feel like he basically was like, I'm going to trust you enough to like bring up this conversation. And she was like, well, I don't trust you enough to engage in that conversation. And that sucked. Mm -hmm. Well, at the end of the day, it was probably a smart move for her not to want to engage since she was being overheard by a few people. I mean, maybe she she was like, you know what? Maybe she heard something from like Dumbledore about how Hagrid will just kind of talk about things. You know, I should not have said that. I, yeah. I should not have said he will just kind of say things sometimes when he's not <laughs> supposed true. to. So she doesn't want to talk about it because then if Hagrid knows for sure, out. then he might let it slip. I get it. Yeah. I you can't tell me a secret because I will run my mouth. That's for damn sure. Good. Does to she know. really think I, I no all one notices? I, I want to know though. Do you really think? She thinks no one notices. Well, okay, so before they learn that Hagrid is a half giant, like Ron says something like, Oh, I thought he like got on the wrong side of a like growing potion or something like that. So I think hmm. that there's a especially since they're half giants and they're like just like big regular people. Like they can I think pass. I think that they're they can pass as a hu- Charlie it hit the nail on the head. They can pass as a yeah. human that like something weird happened to because it's magic land. Well, I was gonna say also they don't look as distorted maybe as other giants do. I mean, between the yeah, size of them, and the, you know, they have that human side yeah, to them. Compare- I get that. Hagrid to Grop. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. He passes as a human a lot better, so. Yeah, wow. It's literally just racial passing. <laughs> yeah. It's just, hmm. Wow. Fun things. Wow. I mean, he's half, so, I mean, just like, <laughs> no, no, no. Brings it back to the discrimination against the half, though. I mean, think about it. The half bloods, oh, yeah. the half giants. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, I have one other gone right uh, that I have not mentioned. Um, uh, I think, I, I think I think I brought this up on the episode I was on, on the chapter I was on. Which on one? The There's section. been so many. 
Well, the, it's the Imperious Curse thing. When when um Moody is teaching them about the curses and Harry is just like, no, nah, I don't want to be Imperious. And he just like isn't Imperious. <laughs> I know, they don't actually bring that up. And that's the thing I love. In the in the books, I do talk about that, that he is able to, yeah, avoid it. Yeah. Well, and they don't I do explained, that in the movies. I, I'm pretty sure I explained to you, Christina, why that that works. It's because he's a Horcrux. And the Horcrux is like, no, I ain't gonna do that. Oh, uh, maybe it's just hard for the Imperius <laughs> Curse to take hold for Voldemort anyway, because there's no one stronger yeah. than Voldemort in the room. I mean, that too. But I'm just like, he has two, like, brains in him, you know? Well, he's got two enough. souls. Two souls, not it's two brains. Like, nah. He's a teenage two, boy. He barely whatever. has a whole brain. <laughs> <laughs> the that. only brain cells on him are Voldemort's soul. <laughs> Uh, but like you know what I mean? The it's the Horcrux that's keeping him, and I really like that. So yeah, it's better than just being like he was a very special boy. Yeah, exactly. Like he literally hears a voice in his head, but it's not him. Mm-hmm. That's not Harry. Oh, oh. He's like, I'm not is. even gonna worry about it that much. This kind of stuff happens. It's like, all the eh, time. I aced the class. Who cares? <laughs> Moody thinks I'm a genius. <laughs> no, but Moody uh, knows the truth. At least that Moody does. Speaking of Moody. Um, we haven't even what talked about wrongs? him at all. No, we haven't. Well, we're not going to talk about the shit trunk, because um, you guys talked about oh, that <laughs> on an episode. Sorry the about The shit it. trunk, what, me, a trunk full of shit because he was stuck in there for so long? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was stuck in there for months, so who knows what's down there. Uh, it's pretty gross. It's amazing um, he survived, honestly. It is. Truly. I want to talk about his eye and the fact that it can see through invisibility cloaks. Yeah. That's fucking up it's just it's it the cloak's supposed to be better than that it's death's cloak it's supposed to be like infallible yeah Mo- no. Mad- moody is stronger than death that's how he got to be so old <laughs> well it's a magical eye it's not like a real eye right yeah maybe the eye is from death whoa <laughs> wait wait Charlie! <laughs> i love it i love that so much he just doesn't tell anybody but it's like his eye he actually got it from death because he also did a cool thing whoa i love that that's the only thing that makes this make sense to me i i fixed it that was gone wrong and that's how i fixed it good job crush they should have let they should have had him die before dumbledore and then his eye could have been the um the stone right the resurrection stone but it can't be because dumbledore died first well no it's the fourth hallow wait wait his eye is the fourth hallow it's the fourth hallow we didn't know there was a fourth brother because it can see death (laughs) (laughs) you can see death coming (laughs) that's very silly oh my goodness there's a fan fiction to be written about this go there's a lot of fan fiction to be written and a lot that has been written. Oh yeah, I haven't read any of it, so I can't comment. I've read three of it: my three? immortal, my immortal, and then these two stories that someone sent me in an email one time. Amazing, thank you. My immortal's the only one you need to have read. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, sorry. I was gonna say I still don't understand what. What does that have to do with Harry Potter? It was a Harry Potter fan fiction. It is. It yeah, is. My immortal's I mean, a, she doesn't. Yeah, I I have explained this one to you before. It's like I thought it was a shit show. It's the, it is a shit show. It is. Um, we saw it like bound and like uh, um at a at a comic con. It was like in a book form. Mm-hmm. It's about Harry Potter, but like Harry Potter's a goth and his name's Vampire Potter, and the main character is a goth and she wears cool clothes and she's also a vampire. And they all go to Hogwarts. When, when I first explained okay. it to you, that's when we started talking about like punk rock bands. 
You remember My Immortal by Evanescence? Yeah, I love that. I love Evanescence. That was a good song. Somebody, somebody recently made Amy Lee, finally, after all these years, read a selection of My Immortal for an interview. Can't believe it. Oh, God. Did she read that line, if you don't know who the fuck she is, get the hell out of here? I'm sure she read that line because it's in the first paragraph. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, I'm going to do some Gone Right. Go- or, or, or oh. Should I do gone right shout outs or gone wrong shout outs? You do some Whatever gone right. I only got gone wrongs. You left. Okay. I'm going to do some gone right shout outs. Shout outs? <laughs> okay. Okay. Gone right. Um, <laughs> Parvati Patil wearing that silly butterfly and McGonagall makes it t- her take I out know. of her hair. <laughs> you fucking loved that. <laughs> shout out to Parvati. Um, that's a gone right. Um, I think that. I think that Sirius and the kids do a good job of communicating this whole year. They're also yeah. dumb. It's crazy. They don't get caught. That's a gone, right? Yeah. The fact that Sirius doesn't get put in Azkaban, even though yeah. he's so fucking close. Also, the introduction of Pigwidgeon as a character. That's fun. Pig. True. I like pig. Pigwidgeon is the best. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking um, love him. Hmm. The Oval, just an additional shout out. That's extremely right. The whole, <laughs> the whole thing is <laughs> very love funny. love that. We didn't even talk and about the- any of the actual competition. I love it. It's... <laughs> It's fun how like Listen. all of all of the like dumb interpersonal flirty stuff in this book is just like oh are we supposed to be doing that and then in the next book it's like leveled up slightly and it's like guys I think we're supposed to be doing this I think we're well, supposed the to be sixth dating one. And, and then the sixth one it's like whoosh it's, it's all like about an the dating explosion of hormones yeah um it's very it's very fun for me because they're all so dumb about it oh yeah well they're kids also so they should be dumb about it oh yeah no it's, for sure is it Order of the Phoenix when's your favorite scene happen the it's Order of the Phoenix, um, Madame Puttyfoot's cool. Valentine's Day. Scene. I can't. Yep. I can't wait for you to. I was just. I can't wait. I was just being like, huh, I wonder who's going to come on for that episode because I got to make it great. I got to make it really count. It's going to be so good. <laughs> <laughs> the worst date ever. Um, the best for me, though. Well, yeah, because you like the drama. Because what? What is it all about? It's about the trauma. The drama. <laughs> it's going to be great audio. Um, I wish that in the books and the, I mean, and the movies, but for sure in the books that Cedric had gotten a bigger personality, make oh, him yeah. a more compelling character, you know? That would have been nice. That would have been nice. I wish his father wasn't such a dick in the books. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I mean, that opening scene where he's Don't just like, him. oh, well, you know, my son is better than your than you were at Quidditch. And he's like, uh, I fell off my broom. Well, exactly. <laughs> and better flyers don't fall off their brooms. Well, you know, the fact that he was being attacked. They were dementors. <laughs> by dementors. Yeah. Cedric's dad is a dick, but he's like, uh, it's different in the movie and in the book. They make him into like two oh different kinds of assholes. Imagine um, Amos Diggory hearing that Harry can perform a Patronus when I'm pretty sure Cedric probably doesn't know that spell or like can't fully perform it the way Harry can. Yeah. Yeah, because so. Harry practiced a lot. Uh-huh. Harry can make well, it's a advanced fucking magic. Stag. Yeah. He didn't just learn it, he taught it to others as we go forward, which is awesome. Oh, we'll get there. That'll be fun shit. Harry, the teacher. Uh, what are some my gone wrongs? I'm, I went so out of order on all of this. Um... Uh, I just I wrote down just whatever the heck they did to Bertha Jorkins in My Gone Wrongs. Hashtag justice for Bertha Jorkins. Do you even remember who she is, Mother? Yeah, she was. Uh, she disappeared. She was tortured. She did disappear. They tortured mm-hmm. for information. For information. Yeah. Beyond yeah, that, I don't recall. For I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's mostly it. Like yeah. we just. 
She she was tortured by Voldemort, and it fucking sucked. Give her a redemption. Give her, like, a sister who joins the Order of the Phoenix to avenge Bertha. Give her a backstory. Yeah. She should have been somewhere else in the books that we'd have her, some her backstory emotional attachment to her death. Big gossip, and that was it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, she's a dumb idiot with a big fat mouth, and, like, relatable, I am still valuable. I, like, don't let me get abducted by the enemy. Well, they also said she got lost a lot. <laughs> I think that that was something... Not to be like incredibly, <laughs> incredibly I think that was nitpicky. Just you. It's just, I think just that Christina. was something that that like the government was saying is that she was like a dumb idiot. But I think uh, Sirius Black is like she wasn't a dumb idiot. She was a bit of a ditz, but she was like incredibly keen, like minded about like social stuff. And she was like she was no idiot. And mm-hmm. so, so she's I think, you. Christina. I think it was propaganda that she was an idiot. It's <laughs> you. You're smart, but you're also a ditz sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hufflepuff I, charm baby i remember when you picked me up from the airport and got lost promptly no, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's the signage is confusing it was it was actually pretty confusing <laughs> always is at the airport <laughs> too many cars going left right and center it's true it's true it's a lot of words to read uh anyway um, speaking of a lot of words to read goblet of fire big book oh yeah it is a lot of words i like how it's like the first like grown up book in this series it's a lot of words it's like it's like so much more mature there's a lot to keep track of in your brain like it's it's like okay these books are are tickling my little brain now i like the fact that it seems like the books progress in that regards as you Mm -hmm. go through the Mm -hmm. book series each book becomes a little bit more complex and a little bit more challenging a little darker um i still think the books are much lighter than the movies in in some regards they have more tongue-in-cheek stuff huh they're they're overall they're darker but they have more tongue-in-cheek there's more there's more things going on that you don't see in the movies so that makes them more appealing in many regards but i see anything in the movies because they're so dark yeah, they're literally you, so tired. Have you seen that? Like every every like uh um, oh my God, like scene. Yeah, I like, don't even know the right like language to use, but like every shot of the movie every, is like yeah, laid every out shot. as a color, and it's like the last three are so incredibly dark compared to the rest. And then there's that one little white spot, and that's when Harry's dead. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. But it seems like the books just progress as they age. The books get more mature and more mm-hmm. robust. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and bigger yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, I'm ready to get into, like, the bigger, more complex books where it's, like, they're long enough that it's it's easier to surprise me with stuff that I've, like, forgotten about. Because, like, I have the first three <laughs> books pretty much completely memorized. So, the, but the, the rest of the, the series is, is big enough that it's, like, okay, maybe I yeah. don't remember exactly what we're doing here. It'll I be agree. fun stuff. Um... I got I got two gone wrongs left. Nice. So, well, the fact that Harry had to be a champion and that he oh, could yeah, not get wrong. out of it. So well, that dumb. could change the whole tone of the whole movie, but our book, sorry. I totally agree. I totally agree. Why it's couldn't just, they find some it's, loophole? It's a he didn't put his name in. Contract. Couldn't they figure out can figure out whose wand or what the last spell was a wand? How come they can't figure out who put the page in the Goblet of Fire? They must have spells for that. You know? There must be a spell you, to say you know? who put the who put the bump in the bomb. Who put your name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs> <laughs> who put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Exactly. There must be some way of knowing that. But they don't try. They just give it up and say, okay, you're in it. You're bound to this. Just... He didn't put it in legally. If you don't sign a contract, you're not bound okay. by it. It's a, it's a contract. What does the contract say? 
But he's also not you an have adult to... in the Wizarding World, so he shouldn't be bound by a contract anyway. But you just I mean, you have to go there. There's always a loophole. There is always a loophole in a contract. It just, yeah, like, but that's the thing is when you're we 14, you don't know your rights. You don't know to be like, show me the contract in writing. Where is so I'm Harry's thinking, lawyer? I'm thinking <laughs> the reason why Dumbledore lets it go forward, though, is because Dumbledore figures it's an easier way to reveal what's happening and who set this whole thing up. I don't think he oh, realizes how far like, it's going to go. Test. He's not afraid to sacrifice a child. Harry. <laughs> Anyone, really. It's for another the test good. for Harry to prove that he is good enough. <laughs> Harry that's does need to is. prove it. He just, he is the chosen one because Voldemort chose him and that's all we He's need to know. He's a very special boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. How different the books would be if Voldemort chose anybody else. Sure. Anybody else? Anybody wow, else. Wow, wild. Mm-hmm. Probably pick um, Neville, right? I mean, it could be Neville. What if there are other children born at the end of July? None that we know well, of. There's only two. <laughs> yeah. Well, two I mean, in the world. Neville's parents were part of the order, right? So it would have been easy. Yeah, yeah they had had to be like thrice to find fi- defied him or something mm-hmm. or twice i don't know huh. yeah uh What's your yeah, last my last one wrong. wrong oh sorry it's just the that the tournament is the worst spectator sport and <laughs> of course it is you can't even see half of I, it three quarters of there's it. a way to fix this there is and it's to have like magical cameras everywhere like the hunger games <laughs> yes make it like the fucking hunger games yeah. I but mean, it is kind of that. like the fucking Hunger Games, isn't it? I mean, they don't have to kill each other, but they could I die mean, easily. Is. They put them against tests that could easily kill them. I mean, putting a 14-year-old against a dragon, really. Yeah, really. <laughs> and Katniss catches on fire in the first book, too, so it all adds up. There you go. No, she catches on fire in the second one. That's <laughs> I guess fire. you're right. She actually does catch She actually does catch fire in, I think, all three of them, technically. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she does. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) but just there, there are ways to do this, and the movies were like, no, they're just gonna sit there and watch water as nothing happens. So weird. Like, what are you doing in the meantime? Are you just doing like the cheerleaders are just doing like chants, trying to keep the energy up? I'm okay. Okay, you know when I think about the movie and like where they went into the water and then where they come out, it's like the same spot, isn't it? It is. It seems kind of weird because they had to swim for quite a while. I mean, they, they didn't swim just for drop a while, down. and then they come up, and it's like that was like the same spot. Visually, it's easier that way to film. I mean, <laughs> more yeah, appealing when they come out of the water and everybody can see them. Weird. <laughs> it's so weird to me. It's like. <laughs> Did they do that in the books? Did they actually come up in the same spot in the books? Just in I the book movies. I don't we think don't know. they did. We don't know. I'm having a hard time following. I don't really understand what you guys are talking about. So <laughs> remember, you remember the second the, in task? In lake scene. When they like went into the water? Second lake scene. Go into the water. In the, yeah, they, they go into the water uh-huh. and then they have to go and find like the, the mermaids right. and the hostages. Uh-huh. And then they come back up at the end of the task and they uh-huh. just, it's, they're literally they're like right in the there. same spot where they went into the water. Into we the lake. Each, each of them exactly well that's what we I mean, visually basically. shows in the movies i don't remember if you actually see that in the books oh interesting maybe they filmed those scenes before they filmed i don't know interesting but, but interesting i don't know yeah, it just it makes it look like the lake is like two feet long like <laughs> that's weird <laughs> i still say the biggest gone wrong for me is the fact that they they gave she gave floor like the shittiest part she really gave her the yeah. shittiest part yeah she's like, the what best of great. the worst is basically well, what they said yeah. and here's like the other part of that is is that like if you write two female like like secondary characters, then it doesn't matter. 
matter as much when the one is not that so, good at sports. Like so make gender two. bent Victor. No, I think, Cedric. I think, or Cedric. I think Cho should have been the champion instead of Cedric, and that would have like established such a better relationship for her and Harry, and it would have made such a better dynamic among Can the champions. Kill off Cho? I agree. I'd kill Do off Cho. Kill? And then he like gets closer with Cedric to and like she hears uh, that romantic kiss with Cedric. See, but then <laughs> Then you're kill, and then instead of killing off like a white boy, you're killing off like a person of color, a woman. Of well, color. maybe she doesn't die. Then maybe it goes different. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like if you put maybe Cho in there, Cedric it's just still a different dies. Story. Oh my god! Maybe it's or still may- Cedric dying, even though Cho is the champion. Oh, oh how about this? Maybe maybe Victor Crumb is the one who goes with him to the graveyard, and Victor Crumb yeah, dies. Yeah, th- that would be interesting. Shocker! Yeah, we just rewrote the end of the book. That's kind of cool. I kind of <laughs> would like to see that version. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I just yeah. wish they. I, I really wish that Jay hadn't made Flora the weakest of the four. Yeah, of them. she's just they like a dumb idiot to. who can't do nothing right. She's the only one who doesn't finish the second task. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, or the third. Well, she doesn't finish the second. Or the third. And she- like, and then, yeah, the third task in the movie, they show her just like running and being terrified. And it's like all four of these champions are running and being terrified right now. Like, why do we yeah, have to paint are. her in this light? And then she gets taken down by a bush. <laughs> <laughs> An evil bush. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, imagine if instead it was Fleur, it, it, like the only girl and Harry goes with her and neither neither of them die. Yeah, that would and be they fun. they are the champions. That would be fun. I like that. And then it's think, like Harry gets into international politics because they're like united. And also like they're just like besties. And, and besties. Fleur's sister also like has a crush on him or something. <laughs> I read a very, I read a very, very compelling Harry Gabriella fanfic that someone sent me of like of like 25 <laughs> years later. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't ship it, but I just, I think she definitely would have a crush on him just because like, you know, the child vibes of like, oh, he saved me that one time. True. That was kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> also, he's the chosen one, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're all related now anyway, right? So. I'm just the kind of person yeah. where I think it's it's in your best interest to have a crush on as many people as possible. Just kind of cast the net wide and see what sticks, you know? Mood. Yeah. Is that is that all we got here? Are we I done with the, good, I've the gone I've been rights? talking about Goblet of Fire for a year. <laughs> a year. A year. Well, you're done That's with why. it now, right? So now you're on to... <laughs> yeah, the, this was my last hurdle to jump before being Order done the with Phoenix. Goblet of Fire. We'll bring you on for something f- more fun than Harry Potter next time. <laughs> So um, I had my own I would... little gone wrong, and it was not specifically oh, yeah. related to the book. But this is the funny oh. thing. Because I haven't read the book in a while, I sat down to reread the book. And my Nook mm-hmm. app put me at the end of the book. So I'm reading, and I'm like, wait a minute. This doesn't seem right. I don't remember reading the book in a while, but I don't think this happened. Little by little did I realize that it had put me to the the prelogue for the second book. I mean, for the next book. So I'm reading. Uh, I got, I got like through the first chapter. I'm like, this is definitely wrong. And I'm like, oh my god, it's at the end. You read the. <laughs> so that's oh my gone wrong for this episode. That's, great. that's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, this is not what happened. I know this didn't happen. And all of a sudden, I see this. I'm like, wait a minute. Now I know there's something really wrong here. <laughs> when they start talking about dementors, I'm like, there's no dementors <laughs> in this book. <laughs> Sorry, I was that's really amazing. tired last night. Good shit. <laughs> 
That's a I mean, that's your like personal book. life gone wrong. <laughs> I mean, it started off like in the book, you know, this summertime and he's bored and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute here. Something's wrong. This is not right. You you should do that. On Phantom's Gone Wrong at the beginning of every episode, you should start with something that's gone wrong in your personal life. I think that would be very cute. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So many things. Well, what's gone wrong? I was born. Okay. Um, yeah, that's right. Maybe like in Charlie was week. born. That's definitely what went wrong with my life. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> See, she agrees. <laughs> I'll tell you what went right. The sweatshirt I stole from your father. So soft yeah. and it's so soft and warm. <laughs> she steals his hoodie. That's it's brand very new. cute. It's brand new. Still smells oh, yeah, brand, it's brand new. new. You have to get your scent on it. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what my cats do. <laughs> I won't be leaving all my hair like your cats probably do. I can't wait to see your cats. <laughs> I know. I'm going to, they're going to see you so soon. I'm like, I can't wait to see you, but I'm also just like, wow, I can't wait to be in Christina's house with her four cats. <laughs> They're waiting so for funny. their um. What's a what's a gender neutral like aunt uncle alternative? Is there a good one? So the one that um I've me and my friends usually use is Entel. 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 Yeah, that reminds me of Yentel, which is a character <laughs> in <laughs> on the roof in a really bad movie. Um, <laughs> yes, the cats are waiting for their Yentel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's the one. <laughs> Oh my goodness! We need to end this episode because I can't stop laughing at this point. You have you've been laughing the whole way through, like it's, literally yeah. since we hit play. Honestly, record. That's I just, just I just hit that point of like the day where I just like no. It's entropy. It's the point at which everything naturally dissolves into into laughter. Oh. Yeah, basically. I think I've gone beyond that. I'm just too tired. Sorry, guys. My cat's crying at me. <laughs> this was probably the most chaotic episode of this podcast <laughs> I think we've ever had. There, was, like, there was no structure. Doing like a very, very chaotic episode about a subject that people, our listeners are like very, very familiar with is a great approach because like who knows what we're going to come up with if we're talking about everything at once. I feel like we were drawing like different connections than mm-hmm. I've been drawing oh, yeah. going through it like so chronologically. You know, I think it's good. We got to change yeah. things up sometimes. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Oh nothing yeah, wrong with that. This episode was a gone right. Oh, cute. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I guess that that means I I I never actually introduced the gun wrongs. Oh well, that's fine. You guys, if matter. you're here, you fucking know what's up. going on. Yeah, we were just you, talking you about everything all at once, all the time. It's all a mix yeah. up. It was chaotic, like you said. It's okay. This was chaos. Um, thank you for joining us. Hey, Christina, where can people find you? You, you can exist. find me. You can find me on my podcast, The Restricted Section, um, at Restricted Section Pod, and you can listen to the restricted. And you can listen to the restricted section um, every Wednesdays wherever you get pods. Um, we're doing like bi-weekly just for the next couple weeks um, for our summer break. And then we'll be starting Order of the Phoenix at the end of August. So come check us out. It's good shit. Also, you know, if you want to join the Patreon for restricted section, hey, I'm doing a couple bonus episodes over there about Myth yeah. and <laughs> There's actually a lot of the creators, um, a lot of the other Movie Night crew network creators are helping me get my bonus episodes done. So if you want to hear all the voices you love on the network, definitely they're on the restricted section Patreon. And didn't y'all just launch a Patreon? We did. We did. We did. We did. We did. We got a bonus.
bonus episode coming out. It was chaotic and short, and so you might like it because uh, I know a lot of our episodes are kind of long. Oh <laughs> yeah, we just talked about what we think makes a movie good or bad. Cool, that's and awesome. There, yeah, just that's what, so what we like about things. Very chaotic. Very good. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't um, wait to listen. Yeah. Well, that's all, folks. No, I can't say that, can I? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. It's cor- It's technically correct. Yeah. That's all we got. That's all we got for this episode of Phantom's Gone Wrong. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks with what are we covering? That is something, that's what I usually do here. And I don't think I even decided what we're covering. Ah. Mystery to all of us. Well, see you in a fortnight. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be a mystery to everybody. Um, Yeah. We love you, awesome nerds. Goodbye. Bye-bye. All bye. I love you, awesome nerds. I (laughs) I love it. It's so cute. You can follow the podcast socials at Phantoms Gone Wrong Pod on Instagram and Facebook and at Fandom Gone Wrong on Twitter. You can send an email to us through Phantoms Gone Wrong Pod at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us financially, go to patreon.com slash fandoms gone wrong. By becoming a patron, you can join the Movie Night Crew Network server where you can get to chat with us. And here's some no context spoilers about episodes we are recording. I personally recommend the $5 tier where you get access to random fandoms, our bonus show where we play weird games of our own invention and talk more freeform about our fandoms. We also have a merch store on TeePublic where all our designs are made by Charlie. Or if you cannot support us financially, please give us a review on iTunes and rate us on Spotify to help others know how much you love this podcast. You can follow me personally at Travel Planning by Carrie on Instagram. I'm a travel agent who specializes in theme parks and cruises, but you can contact me if you're planning any type of fun vacation. And you can follow me at GreenPixie12 on most platforms, but on Twitter, I'm at GreenPixie123. I'm totally not salty about it. Uh, I also have an art Instagram that I sometimes use at GreenPixieDraws, and I sometimes do the YouTube thing on my channel, Charlie Mack. That's M-A-C-K. I also have another podcast on the network called Of the Eldest Gods, where my friend Ray I go through the Rick Riordan series, starting with the Percy Jackson and Olympians books, chapter by chapter. You can find that on all the major podcasting apps. And our music is Ready Aim Fire by Kevin McLeod. Phantom's Gone Wrong is proud to be part of the Movie Night Crew Network, which features some great podcasts like The Restricted Section, a chapter by chapter Harry Potter podcast with lots of spoilers all the time. What's up, potheads? I'm Christina Kahn, host of The Restricted Section, the Harry Potter slander Harry Potter book club podcast. We are a raunchy, rambling, unabashedly pro-trans rights Harry Potter book club podcast hosted by a bunch of nihilistic millennials who are desperately clinging to childhood fantasies as a way to escape the monotony of our nine to five work culture and the inevitable extinction of the human race at our own hands. Isn't it wild that this book series was spontaneously created by the gods and has no actual author? Welcome to the show! The Restricted section releases episodes on Wednesdays. This summer we're releasing bonus episodes fortnightly. We just finished The Goblet of Fire, so you have plenty of time to catch up before we start Order of the Phoenix at the end of August. The Restricted Section is a Movie Night Crew Network podcast and can be found at Restricted Section Pod or at Restricted Pod across all the socials. And just to make it clear, fuck turfs. Remember to follow us on your favorite podcatcher and meet us back here every other Tuesday. 
Harry p- 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 Potter. Christina, you, you know to say, hey, I'm Christina after after us, right? Isn't it funnier right? when I forget to do things? It's funny when I Charlie mean, forgot it's... to tell people to do that and then they would be yeah, like, Yeah, I did forget like, to tell people uh, for a few episodes <laughs> and I just like pointed at them and I'm like, <laughs> But you can't really point like... at someone on a Zoom call. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My brain was like, you'll know what to do. It's like, no, no, they, no, they don't. Nope. <laughs> That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.